This is the Six Figure Creative Podcast, episode 258. Welcome to the Six Figure Creative Podcast, where our mission is to help you turn your creative passions into a stable, reliable income. If you're in audio, video, design, photography, or really any other creative field, and you just want to learn from other successful creatives, you're in the right place. Welcome back to another episode of the Six Figure Creative Podcast. I am your host, Brian Hood. If this is your first time listening to the show, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for giving this podcast a chance. This is for freelancers who are creatives, who are trying to earn more from their creative skills, and they want to do it without selling their souls. If that sounds like you, you are in the right place. If you're a regular listener, well, then you already know we're in the smack dab middle of what I'm calling my Back to Basic series, where we're going back and re-exploring all the things that we may have skipped or looked over as freelancers when we're just getting up and running as solopreneurs. We're not really taught these things. We had an episode a few back called What the Heck is Marketing? And we just talked through what marketing even is. And there's something called the four Ps of marketing. And this episode is going to talk about one of those four Ps of marketing. It's promotion. This is the thing that's going to keep your calendar full if you know how to use it. It's a tool that is mostly ignored by most freelancers. And the reason it's ignored is because most freelancers just feel like if I'm good enough, people should hire me. All my successful friends that I know or all the people that I look up to, they're booked solid just from referrals, just from word of mouth, just from repeat clients. And while there's nothing wrong with referrals, there's nothing wrong with that being your main source of clients, it is not realistic for most people, especially early in their careers. And if you rely on referrals and word of mouth, I call that the word of mouth death trap. And that's what leads to the feast or famine cycle that most freelancers never get out of. This lack of leads and clients leads to fear-based pricing, which means it's a race to the bottom because you're always desperate to get clients, or at least you go through seasons of desperation where you have to land that client because if you don't get that, you're not going to pay the bills this month. And speaking of bills, Lack of promotion, if you don't understand promotion, which we're going to talk about today, this is what leads you to take on those bill-paying clients. And for those who don't know what that means, it just means you're taking on this client just because you need to pay the bills, not because you're the best option for them, not because that you actually want to work with them, but you simply have to pay the bills. And this is the quickest way to burn out, lack of satisfaction. And I'd say it's not quite there. We've all done it. There's no shame there, but it's so close to selling your soul. (laughs) We're talking about we try to earn more money without selling our souls. When we take on clients that are not a good fit, that are what we call bill paying work, I think a little bit of your soul dies every single time. So this episode, we're going to try to avoid ever having to take on bill paying clients again. But before we even get into promotion and these six ways to promote your freelance services, before we even get into that, I do want to mention something that is worth noting. I call it the 1% rule of thumb. (laughs) I call it a rule of thumb because it is a rule of thumb. It is not the rule and it can vary wildly from niche to niche, industry to industry, freelancer to freelancer. But the 1% rule of thumb just says, about 1% of the people who know you exist will hire you each year. And you can do the math quickly. If I need 100 clients this year to hire me, then I need about 10,000 people to know I exist as a freelancer. And again, this is just a rule of thumb to give you the aha moment you need to understand that promotion is something I should take seriously. Not just dabbling in different areas, not just waiting for people to refer me to others, but actually putting promotion in my hands as something that I do as part of my business every single week, every single month, every single year, to get my name out there as a freelancer so that people know that I exist. So that 1% adds up to a sustainable amount for my business. And for those of you who are not getting the number of clients that you want, not always, but a lot of times it is because people just don't know you exist. Now there can be other things. It can be that you're just really bad at what you do. If that's the case, there's other things to work on. But if you're genuinely good at what you do and when people hire you, they come back to you. And when people hire you, they refer you to others, but it's just not enough to stay busy all the time at the rates that you want. That's where it's a promotion issue. And if you get this right, where you understand the numbers and you understand how to promote and you've mastered one or two of these six methods I'm going to talk about today, 
That's how you get consistency in your business day to day, month to month, year to year. That's how you get more clients so you're never desperate. That's how you can charge more because you have, you can cherry pick the ones you actually want to work with and you have the money you need to solve problems. There's like a saying in sales. I don't know where this comes from, but it's basically the saying is sales solves all problems. And the other way of looking at it is money solves all problems. <laughs> it's ridiculous to say as a creative, it's not realistic, but I will say this money solves money problems. So if there's a problem in your business that can be solved with money, then figuring this stuff out so that you have more money to reinvest in your business to solve some of the problems that money can solve is a wonderful thing because it takes the burden off of you, the solo freelancer who's trying to figure out all things with just your elbow grease and you can throw some money at the problems. And I'm telling you, when you have excess money in your business that you can reinvest to hiring your own freelancers to solve problems, getting an assistant getting a coach, whatever thing you want to throw the money at to solve the problem. When you have that opportunity, it is a godsend to say, okay, this is no longer my problem. Someone else can solve this for me, or this tool can solve it for me, or this person can come in and take this off my plate. So I never have to do it again. That is the sort of stuff that money can solve problems with. And you cannot get there unless you get the promotion piece sorted out. So in this episode, I want to break down these six ways to promote yourself as a freelancer. There may be more than this, but this is the only six ways that I know. And these are ranked from my least favorite to my favorite. So my favorite is number six. My least favorite is number one here. Now, all of these are viable. Every single one of these, 100% guaranteed it works for the right person if done correctly, because all six of these methods have been utilized either by me, people I know, or people that I trust that I follow that utilize one of these six methods. So it's not a matter of which one of these works. All of them work. It's a matter of which one of these is right for me or really you as the freelancer who's listening to this episode or watching this on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment, say hi. Hi, Brian. Hi, YouTuber. All right, number one are the first method. This is my least favorite, by the way. These are reverse order from one being the worst, six being the best. Number one is outbound promotion. First of all, what is this? This is things like cold outreach, cold emails, cold DMs, cold calls. You could even, if you wanted to lump networking in there, depending on the, the kind of networking it is, but this is where you're going out and finding the people that you want to work with on a one-to-one -one basis. So you're going out, outbound. <laughs> I didn't come up with this name. It is what it is. Now, there are pros and cons of this method. Some people have worked wonders with this sort of method. And they're actually, we had an episode 239 where we had Becca Kingsbury, where her agency called Dingus and Zazzy or something. It's like a really weird name. They've built their agency to over a half a million dollars per month, mainly through cold outbound. So again, this is stuff where I know it works but they work with an age, another agency called Hypergen to send out something like 50,000 emails a month, cold emails a month. It's insane. I don't know how they do it, but it can work. And the pros are, it's very process driven. So if you have a process you put into place, you can hand it off to someone else to just do it for you over and over and over again. It's a rinse and repeat process. So go back to that episode, listen to it if you want to hear more about that. They did that amongst a bunch of other things. They're a crazy agency. That is one of my favorite, most underrated interviews, by the way. <laughs> if you want to go back to episode 239, go check that out. And it can also be pretty dependable. So if you set up a system that works on repeat, you have steps that they go through, meaning consistent inputs, and you know the outputs, meaning for every certain number of emails or certain amount of DMs or whatever that I send out, I get X number of leads or replies, and I can turn X number of those into clients. It can be dependable. The problem is it can be time consuming, especially if you were still trying to do it yourself instead of outsourcing it. And it can be, it's a very low trust way to start a relationship. So again, I don't like doing this. I've never done it myself. I know people that do it and they succeed well for it. I'm not going to say I'm never doing it, but this is for those of you with thick skin and those who like clear goals and clear steps with clear outcomes. One thing worth mentioning, by the way, as far as who this is for, this is actually a really bad process to use for promotion. If you have a really low, what I call average annual client value, if a client is not worth very much to you, doing this method is actually... <laughs> 
is actually pretty pointless because you're going to have such a relatively low take rate percentage-wise. This is going to be way less than 1%. I promise you that depending on how you're doing outreach, but you're going to have a really low take rate. And if clients are not worth very much to you from a lifetime value or an annual value to you, this is going to be not that fruitful. So Dingus and Zazzy, they're a monthly recurring retainer for like unlimited design and creative services. That was their agency's model. And they're charging like two to $10,000 per month. So when your clients are worth at a minimum, like $2,000 per month, then getting one client is worth up to $25,000 a year on the low end if they stick around for a full year. So their approach for cold outreach can work because the deals are worth so much. So if you're doing, for example, mastering, I'm sorry, pick on my mastering engineers today. If you're doing audio mastering for $75 to $100 per song or per track, and your average client's doing one to two songs, I don't know of any way to really make this work. So that's the first thing is outbound promotion. The second method is partnership promotion. You've heard me talk about this on the podcast before, but this is where partners are promoting you and your services to their network, their friends, their client lists. So this could be other freelancers. And this is where you've heard me talking about on the show where we create what we call a referral network. Your referral network are people that serve the same client as you, but they don't offer the same services as you. So if you're a podcast producer, for example, I like to use that as an example in this show a lot. If you do podcast production services, you might find a videographer who serves the same type of client you might find a graphic designer who serves the same type of client and you refer work back and forth with each other. So for every client that you work with as a podcast producer, you're sending regular work to that freelancer, that designer, and that designer is referring work to you all the time for podcast production services. Now, there's a million ways this can look. You can also work with influencers where they're sending clients and leads to you and you're paying out a referral fee for each lead or for each client. There's a million ways to set this up. And you can even do this through competitors. I remember back in 2015, I had deals set up with other people because I had too many leads. So if I had clients coming to me that either they were like the bill paying works that I didn't want to do, I would cherry pick the ones that I wanted and the ones that I didn't want, I would refer out to other people and get a referral fee for those clients that I was sending out to that, those other freelancers. So these were technically competitors because we were in the same space offering the same exact service, but it worked out really well because I'm able to monetize leads and clients that I can't take on. This sort of process is really good for people who are good with building relationships because you need a network around you to build a referral network. And this is kind of similar to number one, you have to have a good pricing model, healthy margins in your business to be able to support this. And the reason being generally partnerships for referring work back and forth, they can be just like, I scratch your back, you scratch mine. But generally speaking, they're going to have some sort of fee associated with it. It might just be 10% consider it a finder's fee for the lead. But if your leads aren't worth very much, then you can't afford to pay out a big enough commission for them to send work to you for it to be worth their while. So again, if you're doing nickel and dime projects, you have to do a lot of them for them to add up for any sort of monetary advantage for the person referring to you. And you still have to have enough profit at the end of the day to make it worth your while as well. So that, again, the numbers have to work in pretty much all of these methods, but that's just kind of one of the recurring themes in having a healthy business is pricing. And so if you go back to last week's episode where I talked about pricing, there's a lot of stuff in that episode that's going to help you when it comes to getting enough margins in your projects to be able to do some of these things. So if you're going to do partnership promotions, you need to understand the pros and the cons. The pros are it's affordable. Like you don't have to pay out a bunch of money until you get the clients because typically someone refers a lead or a client to you, you take them on, you get paid. From that payment, you pay out the referral or the affiliate or the partner, their little cut of it, the finder's fee. It's also higher trust. Whereas if you're doing cold outbound, which I was talking about earlier, where you're sending out emails or cold calling or cold DMing people, people have their guard up. They have that wall up or like, what the hell does this person want? What are they trying to sell me? But if it's a referral, like a referral from some of the, that lead knows like and trust to you, they're coming in in a much higher trust factor because they were referred to you. It's just a paid referral, essentially. The cons of this are it's time consuming to get this all set up. 
to find referral partners who are even worth working with, who have a deal flow that are going to be happy to send people to you and building that relationship and that trust, it's time consuming. I'm not going to lie. That part takes a lot of time. Once it's set up though, it runs a lot easier. The next thing is you have a little control. So you don't really control them referring people to you. You're basically waiting around for enough people to come to you. So it's a numbers game at that point. If you know on average that each partner will refer one client every other month, then you know that you need to build out enough referral partners for that to actually make sense for your business. So generally little control, but you can scale it up so that you have more control over it. All right, so that's number two, which is referral partners or partnership promotion. Number three, and this is where we get into things that we all know, and that is referrals, word of mouth. This is a way to promote your business. This is what most people rely on. It is free. It is high trust because people are referring their friends. Past clients are referring to their friends. The difference between this and the previous one is there's no money exchanging hands. When someone refers you or there's a word of mouth exchange here, this is not the same as building a partnership referral network. This is probably what you're already experiencing right now, which is your past clients happy. They say, hey friend, you should go to work with Brian because he's amazing at X, Y, and Z. Go hire him. That's what I'm talking about here. High trust, it's free, but, and this is the big but, you don't really control the deal flow here, which is, again, leads to feast or famine, and it takes a long time to snowball. Here's the good news. I call a word of mouth snowball an inevitability. At a certain point, you will get to the point as a freelancer, if you're good, where word of mouth and referrals will keep you book solid. It's one of those, if you're good and you do this long enough, it will eventually come. The mistake people make is relying on this, thinking that this is all they need, and they can sit back and enjoy their craft without any of the hard work and other promotion areas. I have to add it to the list because this is the number one way you will get clients for the rest of your career eventually. But most people listening to the show or watching the show on YouTube are not there yet. So referrals and word of mouth are for everyone as long as you know how it fits into your business and the limitations that are involved with word of mouth promotion. So that's number three. Now we're on to number four, and that is paid promotion. I love paid promotion. I've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. I will probably spend millions of dollars on paid promotion before I'm done with my life <laughs> and all my businesses combined, maybe even tens of millions. Who knows? We'll see. We'll see how far we take this. But paid promotion is all the things you, you're probably thinking of right now. Facebook ads, Instagram ads, TikTok ads, YouTube ads, Google AdWords, so Google search ads. And this is amazing because you have the most control over any other sort of flow that I have on this list. You can turn it on, you can turn it off. It's a faucet, you can crank up, you can crank down. You have full control over how much you spend on ads on a week-to-week, day-to-day, month-to-month basis. So because of this, if you have something that's working, you can quickly ramp it up to where you are book solid and you are throwing leads out to other people because you can't possibly handle the deal flow. It's also the fastest feedback loop. So whenever you're testing different ads, these are all different things that you can use in other parts of your business. So I'll just use a lead magnet, for example. We're not, we haven't got to email marketing yet. I'm just going to use this as one example that everyone understands. I think you've created a free resource. You're giving it away in exchange for an email address. What's the best way to promote this? You could just post it on your social media channels. You could tell your friends about it, but how quickly are you learning? You post on social media, it gets very little reach because you're linking out to an external page where you might get three, four, 500 people to see it. And you don't know if that's good or bad. Think about this with ads. When I launch a new ad and I'm promoting that lead magnet, I can quickly see within a day or two and I can get thousands of eyeballs on it, I can quickly see if version A versus version B is going to work better. Version B wins, great. Now I'm gonna test version B against version C. Oh, version C is better now. Let's try version C versus version D. Okay, version C is the best. Let's try to run version C for a few weeks and see how it does. Numbers are awesome. Now I can take version C, I'll use all of the words I used in that ad to promote my lead magnet. I will post that on all my social media accounts. 
And all of a sudden, it takes off. Now, many people are clicking on it. Many people are commenting on it. Many people want this thing because I took the time to test it. So those are just one of the many positives of paid promotion is being able to quickly test messages, angles, hooks, images, and a lot more. So who is this for? This is for all my analytical marketing nerds that are out there. Not all of us are built this way. And if that's not you, then that's okay. You don't have to do paid promotion, but it is really, really good for those who love to look at numbers and say, this is crystal clear, ones and zeros. This is good or it's bad. There's very little gray in paid promotion. And it's amazing. Now the negatives are, it can be expensive to learn depending on who you are and who you're working with. You may waste a lot of money before you ever figure this out. Fortunately, if you work with someone who knows what they're doing, you can bring that learning curve down. But I spent probably $10,000 myself before I even knew anything about how to make paid ads work. Fortunately, people that I work with, it takes them a lot less than that. The next thing is it changes quickly. The landscaping for ads changes really fast. So what worked last year probably won't work this year. What works over there probably won't work over here. If you find something that works really well, it may just taper off and stop working. And then finally, it's low trust. When someone sees an ad, they see a paid promotion. They know it's a paid promotion. People are smart. They're not dumb. So their wall is going to be up. It's not really as high as you think it is, but people definitely have their barrier up. So there are things you can do to mitigate the trust issues, but it's something to consider. So that's number four. That's paid promotion. We got two more. These are my two favorites. We're on number five now, and that is something called earned promotion. So what is earned promotion? This is a weird name for something. This is stuff like social media. You know what that is, where you're posting every day to build a following. You've earned that following, but you don't own it. Facebook owns it. Instagram owns it. TikToks owns it. And they dictate who sees what, when they see it. You have no control over that. It can be things like organic YouTube, where you're posting a YouTube weekly. It can be this podcast. The one you're listening to right now is earned promotion. I have earned the right for your ears and eyes to be on me right now, to hear my voice, to get to know me, and all the little weird quirks about me. Earned promotion is amazing. It is, for the most part, free, unless you're paying someone to edit your content, you're paying a social media manager or something, but it's, it's free otherwise. It is much higher trust. It is the highest trust, I think. Think about this. If you've been listening to the show for a long time, especially our longtime listeners, OG listeners from episode one till now, you've heard me go from a business owner who had like one business, one, two income streams to now I have like, I don't know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 income streams. You've heard me go from perpetually single guy to engaged to married to me on my honeymoon. You've been with me through COVID and all the weird nuances and crap that we had to go through the last few years during COVID. You've been with me through a lot of stuff. So you have a lot of trust with me. And when I talk to people one-on-one, -on -one, the same thing that I get over and over again is, oh, this is so weird. I feel like I know you. I so know so much about you. And the reality is, yes, you know me so much, <laughs> so much more than I know you in most cases. But that relationship, that one-to-many relationship through something like podcasting or long-form media is really hard to replicate on any other medium. I have earned the trust. Now, the negatives of this are pretty obvious. It's time-consuming. And again, the rules can change. So if you're on something like social media, rules change all the time. My wife's on TikTok. She's gained like 170, I don't know, 160,000 followers on there so far. And the rules change all the time. And she goes through these big ebbs and flows where her numbers are tanked for a few months and she's figuring out the new algorithms and the new changes. And all of a sudden she's figured it out and she grows in this big growth spurt. And then it tapers off and she has to refigure it out. And this is constant cycle of like figuring out algorithms and figuring out what works and what doesn't work. There are people who lose it all. They build these big followings and they lose it all. We've had some people on the show that they have massive social followings and then their accounts get banned out of nowhere for seemingly no reason. Those are the negatives of earned promotion because you've earned the right to be on those platforms. You've earned the trust. You've earned the audience. Great, but you don't control it. And that's where we get to number six. And this is my favorite of all promotion strategies. And that is what we call owned promotion or owned assets. I like to think of them as assets. And if you think of these as assets, things that will give you a constant return, 
on your time and dollars spent, now you start to see how powerful this can be. So owned assets are things like an email list, a CRM contacts list, which is similar to an email list, an SMS or a text messaging list. It's something that you control and no one can take from you. Yes, if you built your email list on EasyFunnels, we could shut your account down. Great. But you still control the list. You can export it in a CSV file and put it in any other email marketing platform that exists. You could put it in MailChimp. You could put it in ActiveCampaign. Put it wherever you want. But it's something you control and no one can take that from you. Now, the only negative with owned assets is they are pretty much impossible to build up without these other marketing channels. Paid, earned, outbound, referral, affiliates, like pretty much all the other types of promotion pair perfectly with owned assets. So to me, the perfect model is choose one of the other five and then pair it with number six here, which is owned assets. For me, this has been probably the number one secret to my steady income since 2015. I've been building my list since 2015. I've added over 100,000 people to it over that time. I have graphs for this. I'm not going to bring it up or anything, but like if you chart my income out for the last seven or eight years and you tie it to my email list, it is almost a one-to-one growth. It's like as my email list grows, so does my income. If my email list has a hit in a year because I wasn't properly building my email list, my income stagnates or drops for that year. So it's fascinating to see that how much my income is tied to my email list. But this is, to me, one of the best ways to build consistency into your business. So just to go back over these five again, you have outbound promotion, partnership promotion, referrals or word of mouth promotion, paid promotion, earned promotion, and then finally owned assets. And I put this owned assets for watching on YouTube right now and another hand, because to me, it's like they go together. It's the five main ones. And then the sixth one is always a must. So my advice to you is just choose one of the first five that complements number six. And if you want my personal help to help you figure this out, I would just encourage you to check out our coaching program, Clients by Design. It is literally built for this exact thing to first help you make sure you're doing the right things. We work with you to build out a full marketing plan before we ever even start coaching together. So there's a full marketing plan built out. And then we give you specific playbooks so that you are always doing the next step, always knowing what you should be doing. Then we make sure you're doing it the right way. I do that through unlimited feedback. So you get unlimited one-to-one feedback on anything you're working on. If you are trying to build your email list and you're building a lead magnet, if you're trying to launch ads and you want a second pair of eyes on ads, if you're trying to build a new website and you want eyes on that, anything you're working on, you get unlimited feedback on that. And I'm also available on weekly coaching calls. And then the third big thing that we work on in this coaching program is making sure you're doing this long enough to actually build a machine. We call it your client acquisition machine because these things take time to build out and we help you stay on track by first accountability. Every single thing we work on together during your time in this coaching program has a specific task assigned to you with a due date. And it's amazing what those three things right there, a task assigned to you with a due date. It's amazing what that does because that holds you accountable. And if you're behind on any task, then we proactively reach out to you to see what the bottleneck is. Is there something you ran into? Was there a challenge you faced? Was there something in your life that held you back? There's some root cause that needs to be addressed. Because of the accountability element, that keeps people engaged long-term. I know most people, when they hit a roadblock in a course or some other thing where they're not getting one-to-one connection and help, they tend to just fall off and they give up. And then they hate themselves because they spent money on something and then they gave up on it. So our goal with accountability built in is to make sure that you never give up and you always know your next step. But beyond that, as far as making sure you're in it for the long haul is we have a community in there as well, a non-Facebook community. And that's where you're able to talk to each other, DM each other, see what each other are struggling with, see what the wins are. And that sort of stuff inspires people to see what's possible. So if you want to join this coaching program, just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash coaching. We finally have some spots open as of right now, which today is May 23rd, 2023, just to timestamp this. So if you join way after that and there's not any spots available, my bad. 
But as of May, 2023, the end of May, there are some spots available for coaching. If you want to apply to it, just go to sixfigurecreative.com slash coaching to fill out the application. And then you can chat with my team and figure out if it is truly a good fit for you or not. So that is it for this episode. I will go ahead and say as long as this episode is, even with edits and everything, it'll probably be the only one that comes out this week just because I'm, it's busy for me. It's a busy season for me right now. And if I'm not doing short, sweet, back to basics episodes, if these are longer, I'm going to space them out a little bit more. For the shorter ones, I'll make sure to do two of those a week. But right now, I don't know if I'll get a second one out this week. But within this back to basics series, we're in the basics of marketing right now. So I have like a bunch of other things I want to plan out when it comes to marketing your freelance business that I think will be helpful. So if you found this episode interesting, then you will love some of the other episodes that are coming up soon. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Six Figure Creative Podcast. 